Hello and welcome to More Life. They let's experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lex the White, and with me today is a returning guest. Um, and one of the very first guests from our show, Will. How are you doing, Will? Oh, I'm doing excellent. And yeah, I think it was episode number two, if I remember correctly, is uh, is where officially. I That's it. Um, behind the scenes details, uh, back when I was recording the first episode, I didn't know all my equipment as well as I do now. Um, and the ending of, you were actually the first episode I recorded, but the ending got bungled and, uh, corrupted. So we had to re-record the ending bit. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So anyways, Lexa, I'm really glad to be back and uh, I'm excited to be here with you today because that's this is one of those interesting conversations that I just love to have about like hey how can we like maximize this mm-hmm. one thing and it's just really exciting to me yes. you know um so uh we uh for those who may not know you would you mind introducing yourself of course. So my name is Will. I have a little podcast called House Party Protocol, also a uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast. And it's kind of a variety show-ish, I guess you could say, like kind of try to keep it, you know, high level. We get into the minutia of some competitive play here and there every once in a while with a few special series every now and again. But we try to, even in those episodes, try to keep Keep things as beginner friendly as possible you know try not to use terms that aren't common and if we do use an uncommon term or every once in a while every couple episodes we'll re rehash some of those common terms that we use on the podcast and in the community mm-hmm. uh, but that's that i am just a, a guy doing the gaming thing you know i'm out here having fun and we've actually got an upcoming tournament in memphis this weekend it's on the 18th if anyone is able to come out and, and hang out and do that, we're, we're doing that at War Room Hobbies. So check that out. It'll be a lot of fun. But I have been playing Crisis Protocol since before it came out. Like, literally, they spoiled everything. And me and my buddies were like, well, let's go buy some eight-sided dice. And we're going to make the eight be the crit and the one be the crit fail. And let's have at it. And we just tried to, you know, be playing this game and... and all that fun stuff since the dark ages all the way to the bright times we live in now. And I say dark ages. This game's always been great, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Um, And speaking of tournaments, last weekend we had the Mox Boarding House LVOI Invitational uh, uh, qualifier, which went fantastically. We streamed all 10 hours of it on twitch.tv slash boardgamedome. So if you want to go check that out, I ended up commentating a bunch of the matches because um, I had uh, Charles, a.k.a. Omnis, um, helping me on rules side of things. And he, he wanted to be, he was in more judgy, judge mode than uh, commentator mode that day. Nice, nice. Um, so yeah, that was super exciting. Yeah. And that's another thing about this event that we've got coming up here. It's also an LVOIS, so that's really exciting. It'll be my first one of those, and I'm not running it. Uh, my buddy Sean is, and I'm 
I'm excited because we got like a sweet trophy. It looks like a giant phoenix rising up and everything. It's it's pretty legit. So I'm over here like, all right, I want the points for the LVO, but I also want to just win that trophy because it looks badass. <laughs> yeah, it it is super exciting. We had a really fun weekend, and we had a surprise team uh, pull it out um, locally, at least. Oh, really? Uh Winning roster was Versatile Strategy Avengers. Oh, yeah. I could totally see that. Like, Versatile Strategy is definitely something that's being slept on, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was super interesting. That's awesome. So, yeah. um, But that is... But now I must ask you the all-important question. What character not in Marvel Crisis Protocol... Do you want to see a Marvel Crisis Protocol? Well, Alexa, you know me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if your listeners know me, but the one character I want to see is actually four characters, and it's the Fantastic Four. Like, yep. I, I need that tomorrow. <laughs> well, you're not getting it tomorrow, I don't think. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. Yeah, no, I've, I, that's like the one thing I'm waiting for with just bated breath. And the day they announce that, I might just kill over. Someone might have to call an ambulance. Someone might have to take over the podcast? Something like that, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I want them so bad in this game because they're like four of my favorite characters. And there's so many, like when I think about kind of the design space that this game has kind of tracked, right? And we've got a character like Super Giant that's just coming out and is in a really unique space. And yep. I think about kind of like what kind of uniqueness can they bring to the Fantastic Four, you know, and it, it just excites me. Yeah, no, that's super exciting. Um, we are getting uh, one kind of Fantastic Four member. Well, sort of, I mean, not really, but. Now, if you want to get technical on it, we already have quite a few members of the oh, Fantastic yeah or available to us. So when they do come out, I expect them to be the second largest or third largest affiliation right out of the box. If we, based on people that have participated in Fantastic Four events. Yes. But we'll see. They will probably pick and choose which of those characters for a balanced roster. No, no. No, no, no balance. Totally unbalanced. It's gonna, it's Fantastic Four gonna win everything, but I'm the only one that's allowed to play them. Sure. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we had the mini extravaganza over the weekend. Well, sort of the mini extravaganza over the weekend. Ton of reveals. It's yeah. close enough, right? Uh-huh. But um included in that was the original human torch. Yep. Which Jim Hammond uh was an android and yes. uh, I think they did a really cool job on his sculpt. I think it looks really mm-hmm. interesting and stuff. Um, but also there at the mini extravaganza, they showed off uh, Heimdall and Scourge, which was really cool. Along with, we're getting a Hydra affiliation, which I am very excited about. Um, give my girl Viper a home, <laughs> right? And and a bunch of other stuff. And at because we got those new cards, I will remind everyone that. On this show, we go with the affiliation document is king. 
So until they are on the affiliation document somewhere, they are unaffiliated. Totally. Makes perfect sense to me. Um, but that being said, who did you bring for us today? Well, I brought one of my favorite characters and, fun fact, one of the few characters in my roster that's fully painted. Ooh. And I know, right? For me, it's it's a big deal. I, I'm, I'm Grey Lord all the way. <laughs> so am I. All my terrain is painted now because I, I got it all commissioned uh, and I'm waiting back to get back from my commission painters the information so I can shout them out. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, but I got all my terrain commissioned for the event, and it was it all looks super solid. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got so much terrain I need to paint, but we're not getting into that. I brought the magic. The one nice. and only magic, Ileana Rasputin. Yes. Um, who is a really solid character. Yeah, it's really interesting kind of the conversation around her because I've, I've talked to a, a lot of people about magic, right? And they're like, well, but she's basically this or she's basically that. And I'm like, yeah, maybe that's what it says on the card. But for whatever reason on the tabletop, she performs way better than you think. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's, I think, important piece about her is that she has built immobility as an aggro character. Exactly. And, and when we look at mobility in this game and we think of aggro style mobilities, right? Like you think of charge mm -hmm. or assassin's leap, you know, pounce, stuff like that. These things that kind of get a predefined distance, right? Yeah. Well, magic's really great with her limbo step because depending on the amount of power you spend, that de determines the distance you have. And let me tell you, Range three is way farther than you think sometimes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love her. I, I love her. I think she's wonderful. And and she's a character that I'm excited to kind of see what we can come up with as the theme here, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, talking affiliation-wise, are there any affiliations? Um, obviously, she is affiliated in Convocations, Defenders, and Uncanny X-Men, so we won't be putting her in any of those today, are there any affiliations that jump out to you as places you want to start? Well, I would be remiss if I didn't say Web Warriors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but to be fair, I think there's better options. And yeah. I'm going to say I think Cabal is probably the better option. Yeah. And if we wanted to get a little spicy and think a little outside the box, I think you could maybe throw in Midnight Suns. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the stacking of the placements is kind of interesting, but I don't. Th I think that might not be great. Mm -hmm. And then the third option that I think kind of, if I didn't say it, people would out be out there like, you know, calling for my head would be in humans because that way, you know, pushing the power around to all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm definitely with you on that Cabal train. I think there is a very uh, scary-looking mystic Cabal between now Hood and Modoc, and then you add in magic to that mix, and that is very scary mystic crowd. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Cabal is probably where we want to live our life here. Mm -hmm. um, but I do want to talk about a couple other things. Um, as you mentioned... Uh, in humans, I think giving her a 
range two place turn one means you can single move place and then get an attack off fairly easy. Um, and man, is aggro and humans fun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And when when you say get an attack off fairly easily, I think what you mean here is more get her soul sword attack off. Oh yeah. First range four attack which mm -hmm. is a very important difference because yeah you can move and get her her range four attack off pretty easily but getting that soul sword off with the mystic wild pierce mm -hmm. i mean that's that's what you really want and the bolts of ostrich that's the range four one yes um spider foes yep that was a thought as well but mm -hmm. i'm kind of leaning more towards the power shenanigans with magic than than not and I uh -huh. feel like Spider Foes, one, they already have a lot of power hungry models. And two, granted, the leadership doesn't cost a power anymore. So that you're going to be more reliable to get that power on something like a Soul Sword. But I kind of feel like, like Spider Foes isn't the best fit. But I don't hate it. Uh huh. It's just getting you being able to use the leadership to re roll the dice when you miss your wild trigger for your pierce. Is oh yeah, always fun. Just getting them to re-roll a die anyway is always fun. Mm -hmm. And my favorite is when they re-roll a die into a skull because it's like, okay, well, we're really doing damage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I always the the mental aspect of rolling into a skull. I like to visualize that it's like someone just completely whiffing their block or their dodge and just mm -hmm. getting their leg hacked off. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and that also is. Very good for us on her Spender Dark Child because she counts skulls as successes on both sides of the table. Yeah. Yeah, it's only six dice, but let me tell you, it those skulls really add up on the defense. Oh yeah. <laughs> um I also wanna bring up uh the new ish kid in town, Shadowlands Daredevil. Oh yeah. It, I, I'm, I'm having a love affair with SLDD right now. Oh yeah, I got, got to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he's he's real great, and I think she has some really interesting play with him as well in Criminal Syndicate. And if you want to talk a versatile strategies type of play, I think she has some interesting play in Criminal Syndicate as a versatile strategy, kind of like you throw her in with either one as the start, and then you can kind of flip to the other leadership when you need it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think interesting um and then speaking of power shenanigans um brotherhood brotherhood Magneto. but would you rather wouldn't you rather have something like mystique and toad in brotherhood now you know the affiliation part of it doesn't matter but like just to have that bit of deception tech and all that stuff i think is where is why my head didn't go to brotherhood initially I I can see that, um, but it's it's not always about what is. The show is not always about what is best for the affiliation. It's about what is best for the piece we are building for. Touche. Um, in a similar vein, you also have a force. Yep. Um. Which you could play a real dangerous game with A Force and uh, uh, with She Hulk and Journey Through Limbo if you really wanted to. Oh, yeah, that's the most dangerous game right there. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, and then just because I feel I need to bring them up, um, even though we have never built around them, Blackwater. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, giving her extra dice on a death's decree, I'm <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's also death order are inherently parasitic. Inherently, I can see that. Um, between the new Corvus slave leadership and just the Thanos tax that makes taking out of affiliation almost impossible. Yeah, it's kind of tough sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yes, um, we bandied about a lot of options, but I I think we both congeal to the same place pretty quickly. Yeah, I think it's Cabal all in terms of how we're going to build today, I think, more than anything. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing we're going Red Skull Cabal? Yeah, I think Red Skull Cabal is the way to go. I, having played Wide Sin Cabal, like, it's really interesting and really fun. And, you know, putting a ton of models on the board and playing in that route is really fun. Mm-hmm. But I think Red Skull with the power economy that he can create and everything. And, and I really like the double stack teleport thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. teleport magic up range two without using her own power and then getting her into the thick of things there, I think could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. So Cabal is the big affiliation. Who do you jump out at your next most important Cabal character? Oof. Now most important Cabal character or the next character I am a thousand percent putting into this list. Either or. Okay, so we're going to go with the second one. And it's like you mentioned earlier. I think it's definitely Hood. Yep. Because I think Hood with Red Skull and Magic, I mean, you're looking at a 10-point core. And when I like to build rosters, that's kind of where I like to start if I can. Like, It's not like a hard and fast rule per se, but I like starting with 10. It makes things easy when it Mm -hmm. comes to squad building. You know what I mean? I don't have to think too much. (laughs) That makes the math easier. Exactly, and I'm not good at math, even in these little numbers, let me tell you. I pulled a point down a, a time or two and didn't realize it uh-huh. until about three rounds into the match. And uh, if we go for most important, though, I think that has to be Mr. Zemo. Baron Zemo is always wonderful, yeah. So I think we're definitely throwing Zemo in there, right? Yeah. Um, now, we have... Lots of options for spice in the Cabal uh, op- pile of characters. That's <laughs> definitely a pile of characters. So just to confirm, though, we're, we, we've, we've locked in Magic, obviously, mm-hmm. Hood, and Zemo. And Red Skull. And Red Skull, yep, Red Skull. So we're, we're already got four characters here. Yeah. I like it. Um, I imagine we have a two-pointer in here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and there are two two-pointers in affiliation. There sure are. <laughs> what What is your preference on two-pointers? Okay, it. I prefer bullseye. Mm-hmm. I prefer bullseye. Okay, Bob is the spicier, unintended, and more fun pick, though. I. 
So I'm going to put this down. The day I do a Bob Agent of Hydra list will probably be the day we finally do a Blackwater build. There you go. Um, because Bob getting price of failure turned to to power up a, uh, a Corvus Glaive Black Order just is hysterical, and I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yep, that's super wonderful. But all of that said, I think Bullseye's our guy here. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of reasons, but we had kind of tickled the idea of criminal syndicate right so now yeah. we can kind of maybe expand our horizons just a little bit maybe we'll see we'll see exactly so i think we lock in bullseye yep um i think we need at least one four threat i yeah. would prefer more because i just love four threats so much but more more than just the one red skull four threat we have yes of course yeah and I think there's a lot of good options there as well. Yeah. And I think let's take a step back real quick, Lexa, and look at what we are kind of putting together here. Mm-hmm. And I think we're putting together a really interesting squad. I don't want I don't know if it, I would call it a kill squad mm-hmm. per se, but I also think it's a it's shaping up to have some pretty interesting fighting capabilities. So yeah. When I look at a four threat here and I look at kind of maybe the ranges we want to play with, maybe maybe some fun stuff here. I Killmonger jumps off the page, right? Like yeah. like Killmonger, I'm, I'm looking at Killmonger, he's staring me in the face, right? Mm-hmm. But I just I can't quit Ultron sometimes. Okay. Well, I was going to throw a completely oddball suggestion at you. I love it. Let's hear it. Because I think the thing we are actually doing, for the most part, is playing a very mobile team. Yes. And one of the more mobile four threats in Cabal is Mr. Sabretooth. Knew you were going to throw out Sabretooth. <laughs> I knew it. I saw him. T- I'm like, look at it, Sabretooth. I'm like, there's Sabretooth too. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Sabretooth's an interesting choice, because you're right. I think we are playing a very mobile game. But played a fair bit of Sabretooth at this point, and I feel like his game is so limiting at times. Like, he's mobile, but he just I feel like he's limiting. Is that fair? Eh. I don't know. I... He plays very well on scenario because his opponents want to ignore him unless or you force them to not ignore him and suddenly he has retaliation and getting the extra power off of that retaliation means as long as he does one damage, he has retaliation ready for the next turn. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Now, with adding Sabretooth, does this mean we're bringing exceptional healing? That is... Not necessarily. Yeah, because I feel like if we if we bring Sabretooth, that card's on the table. If we bring Ultron, Age of Ultron's on the table. Mm-hmm. If we bring Killmonger, we are bringing Usurp the Throne. <laughs> yes. One, two, three. Right? Um, the other thing we haven't really touched on, uh, and as a community, I don't think, is the fact that 
Sabretooth is an inaffiliation counterattack to Hail Hydra into. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, I might be a little sold now. <laughs> Hang on. So let's, I want to track this a little bit because this is interesting. I'm a little bit, that's a little interesting, but do you want Sabretooth hanging out next to Red Skull all the time? Well, I am thinking about, as I want to do, B's and C's. The B's <laughs> and then the split C's. The ones <laughs> where you divide up into two alleys of play. And a Red Skull Sabretooth side of the board seems really annoying to attack. Oh, it sure does. That's... It definitely seems really, really annoying to mm -hmm. deal with. So, yeah, I mean, I'm down to try it. I'm down to mm -hmm. give this a shot because that's intriguing to me of the, the Hail Hydra into Sabretooth who has the aggressive, who yeah. can then potentially get into a counterattack range if he survives, which I'm going to tell you right now, Alexa, my dice with Sabretooth, he gets one shot every time. That does not happen to me as often. Oh, glad to hear that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I like Sabretooth here. Yeah. I think I think if I'm building this roster to around magic and like trying to get the idea like so if we're if we're thinking about magic here, mm -hmm. right? Like let's let's take this step back too. About magic. My opponents can focus on magic and ignore Red Skull. I'm sorry. My opponent can focus on magic and ignore Sabretooth mm -hmm. a little easier than, say, a Killmonger being right up in their face. Yeah. And we've still got five character slots left, so we're not saying that we're not going to bring Killmonger here. Uh -huh. But I think Killmonger, in terms of what is going to help magic be successful and this roster in terms of making magic shine, yeah. I think Killmonger's definitely got to be in, though, right? I, I can definitely see that. There are there is one other pick that I do want to bring up. Um So I'm gonna in lock that in impossible lock to ignore threshold. Okay. Which is a character that is still astonishingly good even after her nerves, which is Enchantress. Enchantress, absolutely. Who has hey, not it's, seen it's, it's, that much play recently. Yeah, I played her for a while in my convocation list. And, I mean, yeah, she's she's still great. She's still great. And, like, okay, fine, you can't use Siren's Call but once per turn, but it's still awesome. And, yeah. it, and you still have access to it from right away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have it right away. Uh, yeah, and then the beam, the saps, all that stuff. Like She's got power for days, able to do all the fun stuff. Like, yeah, she's super good. Um, And I also think that she works well with a magic. Yeah. Um, One, you are Simon's calling people into range of magic so she can get her range two attacks off. That's so she can, like, double attack and then reposition onto the point wherever she started the turn off on. Exactly. Two, yeah. you can journey into uh, journey through Limbo, someone in front of Enchantress to make better beams. And oh, look, they have Incinerate. I love getting better beams, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I like it. I like Enchantress a lot. So 
If we add Enchantress, though, I feel like do we have room for someone like Killmonger? Yeah. That, you know what I mean? that is certainly the question. And you're talking B's and C's, you're talking corridors, mm-hmm. and it, if I'm playing the B's split C type situation, I think I'd rather have someone like Killmonger who's going to be able to stand up to a little more of a pounding, that sounds really weird to say, <laughs> than Enchantress. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so I, th- I think you are pretty steadily put on uh, Killmonger at this point. Yeah, I mean, I just I think what he brings to Cabal, and and being able to bring Usurp the throne to get that extra mm-hmm. victory point potential there, and and Killmonger's not a set it forget it Cabal character. Mm-hmm. However, I just think that he really shines there, and then especially if you can get him like an early advanced R and D, get his charge online turn one, he can he can really have a go and. Yeah paired with a character like magic and and you're you're picking your poison. Yeah. Um, and not good. <laughs> there's another fun combo I want to bring up. I don't know if it's good enough to put in the list, but I do want to bring it up. Cool, let's have it. Which is Bear Mordeaux with magic. Oh, uh, look, you I'm I'm about it. I'm about it. Baron Mordo and Magic are best friends in my cabal list because Ferocity of Sidorak is his ability that's like Thanos's Death's Decree light, yeah. except it does damage. So it's a little bit of a risk. However, getting to add those two dice to her Soul Sword or the spicier one to her Dark Child mm-hmm. is very fun. And another character that is surprisingly mobile. Yes. For what he does, and if if you're going into someone like Wakanda or someone with a lot of pushes, so. If uh, you know you see a Magneto across the board and he's going to push you around with maybe his attack or whatever, it, he's got the vaulting boots of Valtor that he can be able to advance after the push is over, advance short. And on that big base, he gets that little extra distance. It is really nice. The other thing I want to bring up is its combination with Journey Through Limbo. Journey oh. Through Limbo gives Incinerate. What is the thing uh, that uh, Bermodo can plague spread? He can uh, use Soul Barb to spread Incinerate. And let me tell you, the fact that he can't do Incinerate on his own without doing a spender and then to Soul Barb is the bane of his existence. However, you put him in with magic who can journey through Limbo. And this is another reason why I thought Ultron was interesting. Because Ultron can also, from range four, incinerate people. Yeah. And and now we're we're because I had Mordo in my back pocket. He was coming out very soon. But anyway, <laughs> uh, using Mordo in that way, I think, is really interesting because Soul Barb is a superpower that gets really overlooked. And when we're talking about that split B or split C B, you know, corridors kind of like little murder squads all together kind of a thing, people tend to clump up. And when we have characters like maybe Enchantress or we have other ways that we can get characters to kind of get next to each other with these conditions, and then all of a sudden Soul Barb spread those conditions around, it can get pretty nasty. Yes. Um, I I love Baron Mordo. He just doesn't do any damage. 
So I want to bring up now another character out of affiliation who I think fills a similar role as Killmonger as a look at me, I'm a target compared to magic. Okay. That also provides incinerate and like the Cabal leadership. How do you feel on Black Swan? Oh, that's another one. I'm here for it. She's she is quickly becoming one of my favorite characters right now. Mm-hmm. And and I will gladly trade Killmonger for Black Swan just because I think Black Swan is super fun. However, I think Black Swan with the power gem. So we, I think we make her a five threat. Okay. But we, like at higher point values, we can do Killmonger magic and Black Swan. Oh, look. Yeah, I, I'm here for it. Uh-huh. I'm so here for it. And then throw in a Baron Mordo. I mean, like, yeah. Would that all work? How many? What, what, what would this all be? So, all right. So, if we're starting with Red Skull, yep. We've and we've got magic. So that's eight. Or sorry, that's seven. seven. Told you, math bad. Um, uh, Killmonger is. Killmonger uh, takes eleven. Yes, eleven. Uh, Baron Mordo. That would be nineteen. Oh yeah. Tee it, tee it up. I'm I'm here for it. Like. Uh huh. So um, uh, my question is, with the Cabal leadership, do we need the power gem? I still think it is. I still say yes. In okay. in the turn one, you're turning on things that you otherwise wouldn't have access to, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that when we get to our crisis setup, maybe our tax card setup, if we're bringing Black Swan, I think we want the power gem, and and I see the logic in well, you don't need it because you get the you can likely get the refund on I Beam, yeah. But I would rather be able to have charge I Beam refund on board right away with some power left over, or a midnight or for midnight field maybe, or for a telepathic suggestion right there at turn one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I uh I think that yes I want the power I would I would have the power. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm locking in Black Swan because I love Black Swan. Yes. So and there are just so many good characters in this game, though. There are there are too many good characters. <laughs> like, yes. like let's let's be honest. There's some really wonderful characters, and when we when we do this exercise building this roster like trying to say okay how can we maximize magic mm-hmm. i mean there's there's a lot of interesting things we can do and now are we are we playing with Hamdal? yeah is that, an that is an option i am i think he fills a similar role to our in affiliation baron mordo so think he does fill a similar role, mm-hmm. but stacking effects really intrigue me. Yes. So I I think he is interesting. I'm not 100% sure if... How do I phrase this? Um, since we are always taking one out of affiliation slot for magic... Um, he kind of has to put in extra effort to get that second out of affiliation slot. Um, and while I think he has some good ideas, especially 
with for Fend. I don't know if. How do I face this? He is an easy answer in a way. He does not synergize with specifically magic. He synergizes with everybody. This is true. And while that is good, I also find it kind of boring. Okay. I respect that. I respect um, But this is your list, so if you want to go the Heimdall route, 100% down for it. Um, uh, well, well, we'll keep working on it and yeah. see what we come up with. So, mm-hmm. so let me just – so I've got everything right here. So we've got Baron Mordo, Baron Zemo. Bullseye, Hood, Red Skull, Sabretooth, and Magic in this list right now. We've got a total. Uh, I have it as Magic, Red Skull, Hood, Baron, Baron, Bullseye, Killmonger, and Black Swan. Hang on, say that. All right, so let me start at the top again. <laughs> because I, I'm, I'm, I was looking at it in the wrong way. Okay, here we go. Magic, Baron, Zemo, Hood, yeah. Red Skull, Bullseye, Sabretooth, Black Swan, and Mordo. Yeah, so I have Killmonger instead of Black, uh, instead of Sabretooth. Okay, well, I was gonna let you have that one, but I will, I okay. will take. I thought it was intriguing. I thought, you know, it's it's yeah. this is intriguing. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, um, other options though. Um, well, I think. We've kind of got two different things where we're going with it. And like you said, I think we've got a mobile squad and a little bit of a kill squad we can throw out there, too. Yeah. Does Does Mystique interest you at all? Oh, I love Mystique. I love Mystique, too. And if we're playing mobility and we need to yeah. go a little wider and we throw... And Deception is such a deterrent. Oh, yes. I can't... I'm, I'm, I'm going to put Mystique in. Yeah, fair enough. I'm putting Mystique in. So... On my side of it, I've got one slot left. Yes, and I have one slot left, too. And I've already mentioned how I love Ultron. Mm -hmm. I've already mentioned how I love Killmonger. I kind of really like Sin, and I think versatile strategy, Sin could be kind of interesting. But at the same time, maybe that's a little too cute. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. I love Loki too. Yeah, Loki is very good, and we still have the entire like spam of out of affiliation. Plus, if we're talking about mobile characters in Cabal, probably the most mobile is Viper. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have, I have, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. Am I the look, only person I, I, that enjoys this character? Uh, look, I have played more than my fair share of games with Viper because I did this like all stealth list that was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. And and I put Viper on the table all the time because I'm like, I'm going to make this character be awesome. And just, she won a game for me in a sense. Like was able to grab a, an objective and run away with it to seal the victory. But it was one of those like, she didn't really do much, and she just kind of stood there, and like it just it just never worked for me. But yeah, you know, get it. Uh, so we ran the Thursday before the tournament, um, because Thursday is our normal Marvel Crisis protocol night. 
we ran a renewal of Valve, which is the new print and play scenarios. Um, and I brought Viper in Mystique affiliation. Um, just to be the wedding party with the one weird wedding guest, you know? Right. Um, and she was mucking people. Nice. She was spender, kill person, spender, kill person, spender, kill person. Coiled serpent, live, uh, get exactly so you get back your next coiled serpent, so on and so forth. It was kind of filthy. Yeah, her Viper Strike, I will say, is a, is a very nice spender for mm-hmm. three power. It's it's pretty nice. I mm-hmm. kind of like it. I kind of like it. But yeah. anyways, we're not here to talk about Viper. I'm not putting her in my list. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, all right, if we want to continue on this out of affiliation train... Mm-hmm. that we're on here think about this all right so if we're if we're thinking about victory points kill squad you know mm-hmm. trying to kind of or and and you know mobile kill squad maybe it'd be the better way to put it you know and, and trying to do a little extra fighting because mm-hmm. agent widow interest you at all with her interrogate ability oh honey oh you are you brought up my favorite model in the game Oh, really? Yes. Well, then. Did you I, not know I, this? I, I did not know this was your favorite model in the game, but please elaborate. I just, I love the combination, the play combination of potting shot and stealth. I love interrogator. The superpower out of, uh, out of scenario VP is something that I adore a lot. Um, just automatic rapid fire is great. Uh, just wearing all this. You have... Your two power spender is actually kind of scary at times. Um, just automatic gift poison can be really annoying to certain characters. And then if you're playing a condition squad, her widow's kiss spender is so good at finishing someone off on a team that generally has low dice attacks pl- that uh, give out annoyance conditions. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm here for it. I'm I'm super here for it. I love that. And um I think I want to lock Agent Widow in now. Well I'm not I, gonna lie. I have a guy I want to bring up first though. Okay, alright. What do you got for me? Because we're talking about mobile. We are. And there's a very, very mobile character named Quicksilver that we could talk about. Oh, I'm uh, look, I have uh nightmares of what Quicksilver's done to me <laughs> on the table, okay? Like I, I want to tell you, Alexa, it's pretty much every single time. I think I've maybe one time I played against Quicksilver a ton. Mm-hmm. Maybe one time that his supersonic sonic strike didn't go off at least three times. Yeah, it's insane. I hate it. So but I love it. <laughs> the other thing is that if we bring Quicksilver. And we have that Sabretooth that we were kind of like, is this Sabretooth, is this Killmonger on? Suddenly we have a second affiliation in there. We do. Oh, Brotherhood action. Yeah, Mystique Brotherhood. Which I don't mind for her, for the like, walk up, double walk up to a middle point, pick up the extract, and then can get one up back. It's not yeah. the most distance away, but it's it may just be enough in most cases. Right, yeah. 
especially based on, you know, deployment and stuff like that. Like if you got a hammer on a wing, you can kind of hold her deployment back for a minute. Yeah. That's it's interesting. That's interesting. You know, I don't hate it. I don't hate being able to flex mystique leadership, but I'd feel like if we were if I was really trying to flex mystique's leadership, I would want to go I would maybe want to go a different route than like Sabretooth and Quicksilver and all that. I Sabretooth, Quicksilver, Mystique was like the core of my Mystique roster for a long time. Just because like every long mover you can get your hands on in one affiliation, you know? I did I did one of those too. <laughs> um yeah. I played a lot of Wasp in there and it was super fun. Wasp is super fun, period. Yeah. Just go ahead. You know, totally underrated character. Mm-hmm. But I am also still 100% down to put Agent Wood out in here. Yeah, I, uh, I, it, me playing as Quicksilver and being able to just rattle off as many attacks as possible, it, it feels like I would not make that happen. So <laughs> I'd rather take the, uh, <laughs> I'd rather take the, the, the known quantity mm-hmm. of Agent Widow, I think, if I'm going to go with this, like, one last out of affiliation slot. Cool. So yeah, um, and then uh, because as I said, we were kind of waffling on it. Uh, are you for sure for um, Sabretooth or Killmonger? Uh, yeah, the waffle has been real. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I know Killmonger better, so if I'm playing this list, you I know want Killmonger. the Killmonger. However, I do like what you were talking about mm-hmm. with Sabretooth, and I feel like if we're thinking in terms of corridors, maybe kind of trying to kind of get people to group up a little bit, Sabretooth with, paired with Red Skull makes things interesting. You know what I mean? But yeah. so- like we talked about also earlier was the idea of the 19 thread of like Killmonger, Black Swan, mm-hmm. Red Skull, Magic. I think that sounds just so spicy. So the other thing I do want to bring up, though, is uh, how taxed do you think our tactics cards are going to be? Because Killmonger does bring in a tactics card with him. He does. Uh, At this point, I think if we go Mystique here, which we're we're going with Mystique, and and we've got Magic in, Mm -hmm. that's two slots that are going to be taken up right away. Yeah. We don't have to commit to the Sabretooth Exceptional Healing card. So I think that our tax card slots, if we bring in Killmonger, that'd be three out of our ten. And we are likely to be playing at least one of those three every round, or two of those three every round, because, you know, we're going to have Magic. Yeah. And if we bring in Killmonger or Mystique, you know, so it's mm-hmm. two out of those three. So it'd be be taxed if we bring in Killmonger. So that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Well, and also we, uh, I, we will probably bring at least one of the Cabal cards. Oh, absolutely. Uh, is yeah, we're, we're we're bringing somebody's getting invigorated and somebody's going to have a dark rain put on them probably. <laughs> okay, so we're bringing both of the Cabal cards. I'm just saying. But uh, I, all right, let's let's. Let's play this out without Killmonger because I'm interested to see where we end up. Okay. Because I feel I feel good about Killmonger, 
but I like trying new things too. And Sabretooth's a character I've tried him a few times, and and I like him, but he never really like got the job I was trying to get him to do done. But maybe this is a better opportunity. Also, people forget he's size three. Yes, hard to displace. Yeah. So now let's talk about mission, and um, I think we like. Uh, with our mobility, I think we don't mind. Uh, we're not the best at it, but I don't think we mind superpowered scoundrels. Yeah, I, I definitely I like that. Just as one, I like the high threat. I think high threat's fun. Yeah. Two, I think that it protects the characters that you want to protect until you can get them in. And again, we've got these characters that are kind of closer range at times, right? So mm-hmm. Black Swan, her strike is range two. Sabretooth, range two. Mm-hmm. Magic, range two. So being able to kind of get in there, get in the thick of it, we should be able to mitigate the bonus from our opponent Yeah. when we need to. And let's see. Sabretooth, Pierce. Black Swan, Pierce. Uh, magic, Pierce, which means we can effectively take out the ability of them having cover. Exactly. So, yeah, I like it. I think that's a really really great pick. Mm-hmm. I have to say, if we're, we're looking at secures, I kind of really like demons. It's, yeah. you can kind of, you know look at it one of two ways, right? Like, oh man, I'm going to get incinerated. Or you can look at it like my opponent is going to get incinerated. And Pierce plus incinerate, I, there's a point where it gets diminishing returns, but I think it is valuable nonetheless. Absolutely. And so that, that screams out, but I don't have to lock that one in just yet. The the other one that I really like is mutant madman. Hmm. So, Mutant Madman is something that there has been a lot of conversation at my local about. Really? Yes. Um, because Omnis plays there, and Omnis is a big pay-to-flip person. Um, and so we've had a lot of conversation about Mutant Madman, specifically because so many teams feel like they have a good Mutant Madman, that it's starting to get to the point where... A good mutant madman may not be enough. You may need a great mutant madman. And I think we have a kind of weak mutant madman overall. Yeah, I could see that. I think, I mean, it's a lot of three, some four physical defense situations. And two of our main people that we have talked about, two of our people that we have talked about, Hood and Mordeaux, who are two of our innovation picks, are twos. This is true. This is true. So get it out of here. Yeah. It. It's terrible. <laughs> so I'm going to lock in demons because I do like, I love demons. It's mm-hmm. super fun. And I also really like the threat value there. Yeah. Also. So I've got one other one that I, I personally am extremely comfortable playing, but it's probably like less good in the overall and it's intrusions. Yes. I like, like intrusions. Um, it does give us some extra mobility, but I'm not sure with our mobility giving our opponent's mobility 
isn't necessarily the best thing in the world, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, I absolutely know that. <laughs> and uh, it's so funny because at least every time I've played it, my opponent has tried to use the gate, and it always, there's someone that rolls a skull at least yep. one time. It's wonderful. But uh, it's one of those things where I'm just really comfortable on how that scenario plays and everything. And when I think about secures and I think about mobility and everything, I mean, we could look at like a D shape, but I feel like we'd be at a real disadvantage into web warriors and stuff there. So what I wanted to bring up was a classic corset uh, card. Infinity Formula. Infinity Formula. So, another interesting... I want to hear your take on Infinity Formula here because I've been in and out on that one so much lately. So, I think because we have so many abilities that either start at 2 or get better at 2 uh, power cost, even though we have the recursive power, getting that additional power at the top of 2... After we have our round one, move in, pick up stuff, get settled on our skiers, getting range two, move on magic, or potentially range three, move on magic, uh, depending on how you set up, uh, at the top of two, plus a charge on on uh, Zemo turn two, um, and always having those two power on both Red Skull and Sabretooth to do their uh, keystone abilities. It's two is an important number in our math, so we can spend down more often with infinity formula in the game. Yeah, I think that's really fair. I really like infinity formula a lot. It's a fun crisis to play. I found for me in this instance, it also like I feel like our power economy with playing as Cabal and everything is generally going to be okay. Like yeah, the the slowdown might so i get that but i also don't really love giving my opponent all that power but again i gotta look at it from the we are going we're playing cabal we're gonna be throwing dice yeah doesn't really matter so yeah i like infinity formula here mm -hmm. quite a bit and it creates and those lanes of play that we were talking about earlier right i feel like we've got a really good 17 too like mm -hmm. we could do the eight of red skull and saber tooth on one side and then like we could do Hood, Magic, and Mordo on another side or something. Hood, Magic, Zemo. Yeah. Hood, Magic, Zemo. Yeah. Exactly. So I think there's some really, really, really good spots there. So I like that. Now, Extract. Yeah, this is where it gets really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Extracts have definitely been choked out recently. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, man. I I love a good Montessi formula right now, but oh, I feel yeah. like it's kind of popular. Mm -hmm. Well, I think Cabal is the best Montessi formula team. Well, yeah, with the books, the beams, all that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, so I I instantly get Montessi into any Cabal-led, uh, Red Skull-led roster, basically, at this point. Love it. Um, I also... um. Well, I don't think it's as good for us. I think we have one of the best characters on it. Uh, cubes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sabretooth is going to be great for cubes. Yeah. Sabretooth is the king of cubes, and no one recognizes him. Yeah. No, he's really good with that. So, I like that. I'll put cubes in there, because I think cubes is just fun. Yeah. Um, 
That leaves our final pick. We could go with the obvious choice of everyone loves a hammer. Look, everybody does love a hammer. Yeah, but not everyone loves a hammer coming at them. Right, this is true. It's, uh, Magic really does not like a hammer coming at her. No. <laughs> no. Um, that's, and that's what makes it interesting here with this pick, because Spider Infected I don't think is a good choice for us. I could see, at least on the... Um, magic side her abilities mitigate a lot of that potential sure absolutely but it's one of those things where we have mobility but we also we want to be throwing dice and i feel like spider infected just messes with that a little bit and that also would lock us into all seven teams which i don't think is bad but i definitely think like if your opponent sees like well no matter what i know i'm going to be able to get a 17 Mm-hmm. That can make things a little interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's that, a little bit of a That allows to be allows you allows predictability. Exactly. So I also think if we're wanting to fight, like if, if it's mobility but fighting, maybe, you know, see whatever our secure is can be really weird and fun. Like an alien ship is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Gives us high threat value and you know, I you and I both know, roll it on that thing. It's going to take you forever sometimes. Yep. Uh, so that's intriguing to me as well. Yes. So I, I, I definitely think alien. I'm guessing alien ship is going to be our, our choice, but I do want to bring up that we have not turn one good, but solid hope mobility. Yeah. We, I mean, we really do. I'll give you that 100%. I mean, magic being able to potentially teleport range three, but... I feel like okay if we're bringing if we're bringing herbs, we've got to include. I think we would need to rethink Quicksilver. Yes, um, but the other thing is we also have Red Skull who can teleport someone else, aka your herb carrier. But yeah, I I think it's that alien ship because I think we like those bigger threat values more than those smaller threat values. Right, and and it's alien ship or hammers, and I play hammers all the time, so we'll throw alien ship in. Yeah. Love it. That leaves us with tactic cards, and we had two that we were for sure getting in. Oh yes, so we're we're definitely bringing dark rain, and we're definitely bringing cosmic invigoration. Okay, so we de- we have four that we're for sure getting in. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and then we've got the um, journey through limbo because it's uh-huh. wonderful, and then we're bringing deception. Yes. All right. that, so that leave that that so that's four, and we haven't even touched our restricted slots. Nope, but uh, I uh, I feel like one of our restricted slots needs to go to bitter rivals. Okay. You know i I don't play it as much as I used to for obvious reasons, but yeah, I feel like bitter rivals in what we're trying to do here, and maybe trying to create a corridor that our opponent doesn't want to mess with. Mm-hmm. Bitter rivals can be kind of an ace in the hole for that maybe yeah for sure um, so i'm gonna put bitter rivals in there and then i think we want to go with brace i totally agree with you we have enough two physical defense people that and just i mean brotherhood's so good right now i yeah. feel like if you don't at least have the threat of brace for them and, and look any good brotherhood player is going to do something to you to make you use it oh yeah but just hold on to it as long as possible and pray the dice gods love you for it. 
So that leaves us four more picks, and I have to shout out my uh, always shout out card of Marked for Death. Marked for Death? You know, I do love Marked for Death. It's one of those that it's 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 I have a weird relationship with it, okay? So I've loved this card for a long time. I was using it before Black Cat came out, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things where it's really wonderful as a card, right? But it's also one of those that I don't feel like I ever want to take. Like I feel like I'm always taking something else instead. And I see Marked for Death sitting there and I'm like, well, probably gonna take such and such instead. And that's why I don't ever take it. The fact that it makes someone move slow yeah. and that they can't modify or re-roll defense dice for a round is really great. And Marked for Death, little secret sauce for those out there. Been playing a lot of Convocation lately. So, look, everybody knows Marked for Death's great into Web Warriors. Mm-hmm. Period. Lock it in. It's good against them. Really good against Doctor Strange, too. Oh, yeah. Like, really really good against Doctor Strange especially the Supreme version because he crumples when he can't get that reroll oh yeah mm-hmm. secret tech you're welcome also really good into uh, Black Panther that you want to stay on that side of the board oh definitely definitely look I'll I'll put it in here as a maybe yeah Is that, it's again it's one of those questions I, I always think about bringing it every time mm-hmm been in my list of 10 a lot but i just never really make the cut with it you know what i mean yeah so yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at with that i think something like a hoods gang might be interesting you know for especially for playing scoundrels oh yeah like i i think i want to put hoods gang in but Mm mm-hmm I don't know if we I don't know if we're too many like specific, you know, character specific ones at this point. Well, we always have affiliated card and two um restricted cards plus magic's cards, so we only need to fit in one more card at any one time. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think an advanced R and D Yep. Here, I mean Getting magic to be able to place two right away, like I'm putting advanced R and D in without question. Now the question is, which advanced R and D art do you go for? Well, obviously the beast one. Ooh. I go for the Dormammu promo art. Ooh, the Dormammu promo art, I like it. Um, I like the be- with the infinity watch. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um So, other tactics cards here, I think something like a Sacrifice is interesting, because if we're yep. going to have Sabretooth, being able to Sacrifice into him, mm-hmm. I think is really cool. Um, I think that an Escort to Safety is kind of a popular pick. Yeah. I think... I think Face Me is interesting to use with Sabretooth, but I feel like that's to get three power on him to be able to do that is kind of tough at times. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's the most interesting one for me to, to want to do that, though. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Follow me. Another. I think we should have plenty of power. Oh, I think we definitely have enough power for follow me. And it allows us to keep priority, weirdly. 
Yeah. So I would love to go with Follow Me. It's a very fun card. Yeah. I think I'm going to put Follow Me in there. So we've got 10 now if we do Marked for Death, but <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing Marked for Death and I'm seeing something else that's just screaming. Pick me, pick me, pick me. You want me, it's me. Okay. And that's Blind Obsession. Yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. Like, we're, we're, we're potentially playing Infinity Formula. Mm-hmm. We are playing Cabal, so power, we should have some. Like, Blind Obsession is a card you want if you're going to have priority, potentially. And you can use it defensively as well. You don't have to oh, have yeah. it. But, like, it's really good when you have priority. We might be playing a little taller, so, you know, less models on the table. We, we have a character in Black Swan who will generate enough power to use it every turn. Oh, yeah. I I, I kind of would... I kind of think Blind Obsession's the, the jam here. Okay. Have you ever gone for the power move of a turn one Blind Obsession? I have not done the power move. That sounds like the ultimate power move, though. Yeah, it does. Like, oh my gosh. That's 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 like, hey, I'm gonna be real mean this game, guys. Play blind obsession turn one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So we have our full roster here. So um for those at home, we have Magic, Red Skull, Hood, Baron Zemo, Bullseye, Bear Mordo, Black Swan with the Power Gem, Mystique, Black Widow, Agent of Shield, and Sabertooth. For tactics cards, we have Deception, Journey Through Limbo, Cosmic Invigoration, Dark Rain, Bitter Rivals, Blaze for Impact, Hood's Gang, Advanced R&D, Follow Me, and Blind Obsession. For Secures, we have Super Powered Scoundrels Form Sinister Syndicate, Demons Downtown, Has Our Comeuppance Come Due, and Infinity Formula Goes Missing. And then for Extracts, we have Montesi Formula Found, Struggle for the Cube Continues, and Alien Ship Crashes in Downtown. That seems like a fun roster. It does seem like a fun roster, if I'm being honest with you. And the caveat of playing Magic every time, like I'm like, I really want to with this roster. And like, I think I think there's a lot of fun little little synergistic things you could do with it. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel like a lot of times we get locked into like, okay, well, this is how I'm going to play Cabal. This is how my Red Skull is going to do. You know, we're going to teleport Modok forward and then and then do the stuff. I think that there's so much more versatility within that character that we can explore. And I think oh, yeah. this is a list that really does that. Um, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? They could find me over on the House Party Protocol Facebook page, or if you're on any of the discords there, I'm at HPP, all caps, underscore, Will. That part's not all caps. And, uh, yeah, just all all of those normal places. I'm going to be on TikTok soon, which is weird. (laughs) You are braver than me. It's a thing, apparently, you know? I don't know. But, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, every once in a while, I'll make an appearance on here, I guess, like once a year. Yeah, something like that. Um, and if you wanted to reach out to me, you can find me as Gigypt on the non-MCP discords and uh, Lexa White on all the MCP discords. Um, if you want to join the Morlocks discord as well, and also get a bunch of fun bonus episodes, join the uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash Lexa White, where you get to support the show and get some cool bonuses. Um, and then if you want to reach out to the show, we have an email address at morlocksmcp at gmail.com. Um, 
And then if you want to see me play something completely different every Tuesday, Saturday, and Sunday morning at twitch.tv slash codapgames, uh, we are doing custom Arkham Horror the Card Game shenanigans. Over the summer, I'm working on designing my own uh, campaign, which is very daunting, but very fun. Um, so yeah, and then uh, I'm also starting up uh, at the Board Game Dome again, at twitch.tv slash boardgamedome. Uh, we're going to have, hopefully, monthly streams of some Marvel Crisis Protocol games from our, uh, from our weeklies, as well as some other board games. As soon as the app comes out, I know we're definitely playing My Father's Walk, because that is something that we are su both super excited about. Um, so yeah, that is what I can think of off the top of my head. I hope you had a good time. Oh, definitely. Always a good time. Thank and you for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you very much for coming on. And keep experimenting, people.